What's up everybody and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, my name is Tim Kroll, and I'm the co-host focused on the topic of leadership here on the B2B Made Simple podcast. We have an exciting conversation coming, so let's not waste any time and jump right in. Mindset. My goodness, this is an incredibly deep topic, and I'm so excited. I have Diana Murphy here today. We are going to do an interview. Um, in fact, I, when she was talking about the whole mindset aspect, I was reading a book by uh, uh, Carol Dwyer, and I love, love, love diving into this because this is something that's going to leave an impact. So if you haven't thought about, talked about, read about, a little bit, something about your mindset you need to listen to today, especially to the entire thing, because I am going to tell you there's going to be a conversation today that's going to make all of the difference in the future for your business. So Diana Murphy is with me, aka Wonder Woman. Oh, no, no, that's not right. <laughs> I'll take it today. <laughs> but you'll take it, uh, man. Um, but Diana Murphy is a mindset coach for business owners. And uh, again, I've shared, she shared her story with me, but I really, Diane, if you don't mind, just share your story. Let's start with your story, part of your journey about why you've gotten and where you've gotten, what has been the process, the journey that's gotten to you this. And then we're going to jump into the topic that we've really, I'm really excited about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, like most coaches, we become coaches because we had our own transformation. Right. So I, my first go round was coaching weight loss because for me, I had struggled in a roller coaster way and a very bad um, relationship with food my entire life, classic diet mentality. Mm. And when I healed in that, I wanted to bring that to others very quickly. And I did find a coaching school that literally was teaching what I felt had happened for me. I had done it without a coach and I wanted to be in that space helping others. But what was really fascinating as I look back on that is that lower self-esteem, my mindset, my way of looking at myself limited my, my opportunities. I, once I lost this weight and once I had that breakthrough of confidence, I had a business in me and I know that that the way I thought about myself and the way a business owner thinks about themselves has everything to do about their potential. And my journey, I did coach weight loss for quite a while and coach CEOs in it, business owners in it, type A people, and then realized that 80% of our conversations were about their business and that I was just going to get in alignment and start coaching. Many of my clients do want to lose weight or have other self-care issues, but I coach the whole person. But what I realized is I was out of alignment. I was really coaching the, my, the owner's mindset towards mm-hmm. everything that was happening for them in their lives. 
Yeah, and I, I find that so interesting. Uh, and we both got, operate in the same world or in the same coaching yeah. aspect for businesses. And that's why I love having other people on here because uh, it does two things. Number one is it, it it does challenge me as well as a coach, but it also, it gives the opportunity to be able to see like, Hey, there are other people that are kind of like me. And I, I love that aspect. <laughs> yes, I do too. I needed that. I need that confirmation in the world. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but let's look at this. Cause this is one of the things that you said, which I think is very, very powerful. You said, once you had a breakthrough, mm-hmm. you realize that there was a business in you. Yes. And oh my goodness. I mean, just that little, that's like a tweetable moment right there. I mean, cause yeah. I think so many individuals that are listening struggle with the self-confidence, which is what you mentioned. Yes. And whether you're a CEO, you know, a big high level CEO doing multi-million dollar businesses, or if you're a mom and pop business owner, we are all leaders in that arena and we have influence, but the leader often struggles with the self-confidence. Yes. And, and I, yeah, I'm sure yes. there's so many lessons that you're going to share <laughs> with us and I'm, I'm excited for it because I, that breakthrough understanding. And again, we're going to be talking here about the mindset, understanding that you are created unique and individual and that there is confidence in you. I'm going to just turn the mic over to you and let you start talking. Cause I'm excited. Abso- <laughs> I just love this. We're it's going to be, we're going to be ahead of ourselves during this whole thing. So yeah, I know. You need to slow down. <laughs> I pull back. Right. <laughs> Um, so that this can be a value to your audience. What I meant by that is that my self-concept was that my value was in how I looked. Mm. And I also was an at-home mom. And so that was like how good a mom I was being and how mm. great a wife and everything but my own self-identity, which is mm. just really classic in that phase of life. It happens to many women that choose to be home. And I think there was something my husband saw in me. He's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you going to do? And he started asking that question five years before I was ready to answer that question. And what happened for me is when I stopped over identifying with whether I was fat, whether I could do a diet, whether how I looked, how I showed up in the world and started really paying attention to what I wanted which is a classic time. Empty nesting is a classic time that this can spur this on for all men and women. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have the energy to really bring this coaching practice to life. Mm. And who does that? My girlfriends, I kind of outgrew some of my girlfriends at the time. Mm. I, they didn't understand my wanting to work. And, um, so I needed mindset support, right? Like I needed someone that understood this big vision and goal And that's why I think coaching is so important because we literally like that when we do growth spurts or change almost our identity, and this happens in the life of a business owner. And so, you know, when you're a new business owner, you, you think you don't know what you're doing, but there's so much that you do know. And that's where, you know, we come in as coaches, like, oh no, you do know, just keep moving. (laughs) But then when business owners are very, very successful and they start needing to develop a team, they start, it's so new, their brain freaks out. And that's, that's what's happening. That's what kills our confidence is believing our mind and not managing it well when we're going through those growth spurts. Can we, can we dig in a little bit more? You touched on a topic that I think is extremely important, but can we dig in a little bit more in the identity topic? Yes. And where you're finding the identity. Uh, you mentioned for yourself as a mom, as a wife, it was all tied up in how you looked and yeah. the type of mom that we, um, 
I honestly don't relate to that because I'm not a mom. That's okay. Right? <laughs> so before we lose all the men in our audience. <laughs> yes. And I, I coach also, a lot of men. So yeah, I, I get the masculine because I'm more wired masculine energy mm. that go get. And that's also what was probably hard for me being like really absorbing that identity of that home. Guess what? I was the PTA president. Mm -hmm. I was literally just doing all that work of business, like running a business for free. (laughs) (laughs) But you see my identity was so wrapped up in what I was doing for others that I could not see that I really was a business owner all along. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. I'm trying to think of how we want to direct this conversation here because there's a lot of really cool things here. Number one is if you are a woman listening right now, there is so much within you. And I, I love what you just said, Diana, because it's it, it's extremely powerful. The world tells us what I would call a false narrative that your identity yeah. is this. Yeah. And I see that happening across the board. So whether you're a male or female, whether you're mm-hmm. a dad or a mom, whether you're a business owner or stay at home, or you're running a nonprofit, or you're not considered a business owner, can you dive into that for just a minute? Maybe we'll take five, six, seven minutes on this and say, how do we, as a leader, find our true identity? How do, what, what should, what's something that we could do to be able to find who we really are when we're feeling the pressure of society and that other false narrative mm-hmm. to live a life that we don't, we don't really embrace? We don't really find a purpose or fulfillment in. I think that uh, let me one concept, too. oh wait, this know. is, we're solving the world's problems right well, now. Well, I'm going to apologize because I feel like I just that's leveled big. a huge question on you. No, that's okay. I think this for. is something that I led. I I was led through a retreat and led. Um, I'm planning. I'm doing a planning workshop, so my brain is like, "Yes, this is exactly right." <laughs> right. If you knew, like, these are the questions that I want your listeners to be asking. If you knew, you were entirely whole. If you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that your ideas would work, what would you be up to? That's my big question right now. And your identity and the way you think about yourself is critical because if you feel like you're less than the, the call to your business, like you're in your business, you're running it and you have these new challenges. If you are thinking thoughts that are taking you out of confidence and they are thoughts they are not true. They feel true. If you are having thoughts that are like, I'm not good enough. I don't have enough time. This is over me. I don't want to hire like whatever the, the current, like we, you know, I, uh, challenge comes, it comes in a little box that creates a lot of challenge to our identity. And it's like, Oh, wait, I don't want to manage people. Oh, but you grew a business that requires you to, And that thought or that you're not good enough, or I'm not good at managing people. I'm not good at speaking. I'm not good at whatever those thoughts create the reality. Your brain looks for evidence of that to be true. So if we are not careful about how we are thinking, we are creating exactly what we don't want. So if we think we don't have enough time we get scattered and busy and we don't look for opportunities. We, we get in busy mode and we literally will go like, we'll get so worked up that we'll go play candy crush before we'll sit down and open the mail. <laughs> like, yeah. It's how our brain works. 
Right. And, and so basically so, you're, you're saying your thoughts are creating your beliefs, your which thoughts, is what you're, yes. Right. When we think a thought over and over, it feels so true. You would argue, I have clients argue with me. No, Diana, you don't understand. I'm, I cannot do this. And I'm like, oh no, your brain is looking for every negative right now. Let's disrupt. And the growth of moving from something, this is growth mindset, like that. If you think you can't change, yeah, you, you're right. <laughs> if you think right. you can't change, you're right. But if there's a place you want to go, if there's a new way you want to show up in the world, if there's something that's challenging you, you're going to have to think differently to handle that next challenge. Man. So how do we control our thoughts? Being really aware. Mm. So my best work is just like, like when I do group workshops and when I do things that bring this work in a very broad audience, like today, I will ask people what stresses you out the most. And we can quickly identify what stresses us out the most. Guess what those are all are thoughts. Mm. My boss doesn't like me. I I cannot, my kids are like so much trouble. I cannot handle it. Um, my business is out, like is just stressing me out. So when we have those thoughts, we will look for the evidence of that thought. Like I said, if I don't have enough time is so easy because we, <laughs> our brain will look for where you don't have enough time instead of looking for resource. Right. So our thoughts get in patterns and like stress can become worry and where we, the least trigger one like phone call from a client that they literally have a tight voice, you know, they're a little like you, it it might have nothing to do with you, but Uh, you may think a thought in that moment, they're going to fire me. I have they, had like that they're going to quit. Right. And it's <laughs> like that, that thought does not serve us because yeah. what do we do, Tim? What do you do when you think somebody's going to fire you? Well, I don't want to call them back. It's like, it's one right. of those things, my first reaction, especially when you get a call and you can hear the stress in their voice. Right. So they, they call yeah. you and they say, Hey, Tim, can you give me a call? And I mean, it's not as simple like, as, oh, hey, no. Tim, yeah, you're reading into the tone. You're reading into how right. it was sent, where it was at. And you're thinking, oh crap, I'm going to lose this client or, oh crap, right. they're going to fire me or, oh crap, I did something wrong. Right. And so sometimes, and I've seen this happen also when I send, so I'm careful when I send messages because some people will respond, uh, is everything okay? Or did yeah. I do something yeah. wrong? Or yeah. like they'll respond to that kind of a message, right? So I've learned it's and almost inevitably, I call the individual back and it's like, oh, well, I was fighting with my wife or my husband right yeah. before I got on the call. And so the stress in the voice. I had no up, idea. They, right. And they really yeah. just wanted to ask you a question. And it and ends up being such a simple question too. It's like, hey, do you think I should do this? Or do you think I should do that? I'm like, oh my goodness. I just caused myself two hours of stress thinking I was getting fired. In yes. reality, they just needed to And that's it. just simply a thought that does not serve you. Now, mm-hmm. it might be right that we will have clients leave us right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes. And our brain will give you lots of evidence for that. But these moments, the way that we show up for that client is not believing that thought. Mm-hmm. That's where the power is. And if, it, if we have that initial trigger, oh gosh, something's wrong. I've done it wrong. I made a mistake or whatever that natural human reaction is where mindset comes is like, it doesn't serve me to stay here because it makes me retract from my client. Right. Well, I'm, I'm wanting to serve. 
and go, okay, wait, it could be something else. And just letting yourself have that moment and go, wait, how do I want to show up here? It's moving from reaction thinking and just default thinking, not managing anything that we're thinking to how do I want to show up as a business owner? And if you had started that day, like I know that for me, if I start a day, like I'm, I love what I'm doing. I can solve problems for my clients, like, you know, with really intentional thinking, if I still got that stressed out phone call, I, if I was in that different mindset, I would be like, oh my gosh, I hope I can help her. I wonder what's up. And it's okay. If she lets me go, I have five other clients on my wait list. Like, it's like really just managing that moment so that we're the best for that person on the phone. Like, oh, so is, we're the best for our clients. That is so, and, so important. And here's the other thing that I have found too. And I, I've used it in my own life and I'll, I'll use myself as an example, but I have seen this also in clients that I work with. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy in an essence that if you believe that you've done something wrong or you believe that you're in trouble or you believe that this yes. guy is going to fire you. Sometimes you get on the phone and you're edgy. Yes. And therefore your edginess and your impatience and everything else, then it, you bring that into that relationship or into that phone call rather than like what you just said, you need to separate that thought out and prepare and be present yeah. rather than allowing your thoughts because you yes. have to be careful because you can sabotage yourself so quick. A mismanaged mind creates things on default instead of intentionally. So mm. when I work with clients that are, most clients hire, you know, most people hire a coach when they're really worked up, when they're high stress. Yep. Many of my clients hire me actually when their business is going really well, but it's freaking them out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> so in those moments, it's pulling the weeds. What are some of the, the go-to thoughts that their mind, they're working a lot. They don't have a lot of time to sit in the morning and meditate and calm down. Although that may be one of the homeworks, right? But yeah, exactly. the, the most important thing is pulling the weeds of the thoughts that are not serving them. It mm. doesn't serve them to think they don't have enough time because they're always moving too fast. So they don't feel like they ever have enough time. It's, it's, I'm not good enough. I can't handle this. I can't. And those seem like really innocent thoughts, but our brain will do them on rerun. So they become like a, think of a wagon wheel. I used to use this, this example. It really helps me think of a wagon wheel in mud. But then it's 85 degrees and it dries up and it's hard to get out of that track, right? So our brain does the same thing. It loves pattern and it loves like looking for the evidence of that thought. That's why it's self-fulfilling. Mm. Every thought creates an emotional state. Yes, we all do feelings, whether we realize it or not. I try not to do them as often as possible, by the way. <laughs> That's how I live. I live in my head. Right. This is why I love coaching because I need it so badly myself. Yeah, well, we are constantly every, talking to ourselves, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Every thought, though, creates an emotional state. So if we're always thinking thoughts that create stress, we all know we back up. Mm -hmm. And that is not how we want to be serving clients. So being onto ourselves in the little moments and pulling ourselves back into present but also undoing some of the patterns that have kind of created our current state. Like this year, I had a lot of clients that did not hire extra help because we all were waiting for the shoe to drop, right? Yep. All of it, Well, they did that out of disbelief and growth. Like they didn't believe that their company could survive. And, and like, granted, none of us understood how the, the COVID would okay. yep. affect us, right? But what they did is they believed that they couldn't afford to hire someone. Mm. 
So if you keep thinking that belief, you're never going to look for evidence of creating that. But if you believed your business was going to grow, what help do you need now? And that's what they've shifted to. And they're now hiring the help that feels appropriate to them. I don't make that decision for them. They do right. out of believing in Ford. And it's so exciting to see we can do things in scarcity and fear, or we can do things with growth mindset, knowing everything's going to work out. Might have a few trips along the way. It's never perfect. We're human beings, but we, we will show up differently for our clients when we, we are on to our mind. A common problem we see in the B2B industry is companies maxing out their marketing teams because they attempt to handle their website in-house. We see this all the time. From redesigns to regular maintenance, we know it's easy for your team to drown in the amount of work it takes to keep a website updated, secure, and current with the times. And let's face it, working on a website isn't that fun. The worst part, hiring a full-time developer to handle that workload can cost over $100,000 a year. Here at OneClick Agency, we build websites for B2B companies for just a fraction of that cost. Whether your website is five pages or 355 pages, our US-based team of designers and developers can handle your website project with ease. If your team is totally capped and needs help with website maintenance or even a full redesign, visit OneClickAgency.com to get a quote today. Visit OneClickAgency.com so your marketing team can get back to doing what they love. OneClickAgency.com. I, so I have like a gazillion questions. It feels like that are just continuing because I know this topic and I love this, this topic. topic's so fun. Yeah, but, but I want to honor your time and your skill sets. And is there something in a direction? Is there points that you want to make that are revolving around the mindset? Or do you want me to ask these questions? Which way would you like me to go? I think you know your audience and I'd love for you to keep asking me questions. Okay. So there's a couple of comments and a couple of thoughts that came up. Number one, when I was looking at this, you're saying about your thoughts. And I thought this was really interesting and something that I've experienced with some of the individuals I've talked with. There are two sources for our thoughts, the internal versus the external. And in yes. my own life, I've had that experience as well, because like you're talking, we've talked a lot about the internal and the beliefs that we set. But at the same time, there's also people that we respect. And as a child growing up, I looked to my parents and my parents said, you need to do this. You need yeah. to have a job. You need to be in a, you know, in a company that's going to provide for you. That's going to give you stability. My personality said, no, 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 no. no you no, need to no. be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> doing stuff. And um, so there was always that conflict, that exterior part of that. Same thing with society. Some people are told you need to go to college. You need to get a degree. You need to do this. And yet, if we look back in history, Benjamin Franklin, one of the smartest men founding, never completed formal education. And a lot of these things, as we look back and we see some of these people that we look up to never had a formal education. No. So you have all of this external that are pushing thoughts into our heads, as well as the internal, which was what we talked about, the beliefs. And like you yeah. love that wagon wheel illustration. I might steal that from you, but that's exactly. I love it though. Yeah. We, because we it helps us to give like as a client or when we're stuck in a place, so we really want to be leaving something bigger or freer, or we want to move from something that came up like the way that we thought in our childhood, this is where awareness is powerful. Like just, I think if the audience can just understand that when you are stressed out, when you're feeling something and you know, you're not reacting in the way you want to asking yourself why and getting that thought 
and getting that thought in a sentence, you know, oh, wait, I don't think I'm good enough to do this next important thing, or I don't think I'm good at speaking, or I don't, I'm working with a corporate woman that like, literally, I'm not good at communicating. And she's eloquent with me, like eloquent, like, wait, that's a thought that thought doesn't serve you at all. So the, the, but the, the marrow, I call them marrow beliefs. So when we have something that was more given to us as a way of thinking mm. as a child, it, those will come up pretty regularly when we have different growth spurts. So for me, it's that I did it wrong. Like I, I commonly react emotionally to big events. And when I'm highly courageous, I will walk away initially because my, my body's like, you've never done that before. <laughs> Who are you? Right. It's like right. that imposter thing kicks in, mm -hmm. but it does come back from, I was always like, I wanted to be good. And I always wanted to be, I was the goody two shoes kid. And I was the perfect student. And so I will always look for my brain got really good for where, where did, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? That question will find something I did wrong. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that will come up though. Nothing's gone wrong if that old thinking comes up because it's just showing me that there's something that triggered it outside that is bringing my attention that my natural reaction is to think that way. And now, oh wait, I, what is going right today is yeah. like my newer way of, of reframing your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. But it's, also, when you talk about external and internal, I think it's really important to understand when we, especially when we have, so I do a lot of emotional intelligence works with, with my clients as well, because we, we deal with humans, whether they're our spouses or our kids, or also all the people we work with clients, as well as people in the workplace. And when someone triggers you, it isn't their thought. It may feel like it like they're yelling at you. So they, you know, they're wrong or whatever they're saying, but there is a part of you. If you're feeling awful, there is a part of you that's believing what they said. Mm. And that's where our work can come in is managing that filter. And I don't think that we need to be like intentionally around toxic people and test this all the time and need to, <laughs> you know, coach, like somebody's always yelling at you and, like is not great to not a great human to work with. We, but there are so many places like we can let that go, but there's so many places that we give someone else agency. Mm -hmm. We give them our heart and our self-esteem because they said something and there's just a part of us that actually is believing it. Or we wouldn't be able to, we wouldn't feel bad. Right. Does that make sense on the external internal? It makes it, it makes perfect sense. So a um, couple of thoughts that I wrote down and I, then I'm going to give these, and then I'm going to ask you, like, okay. what are some exercises to be able to identify some of these things? Because yeah. you may or may not agree with what mine are. And I know we come from different. Yeah. That's there's what a I way love I about help. having people on like yourself, because what resonates, what, when I talk, some people resonate with what I say, but then people yeah. listen to what you say and they resonate with. And so I love that. So here are the three things. There are three things specifically that I thought, especially as you're finding the awareness, which is what you said, because awareness is powerful. Number one, you were saying about the individual that said, well, I'm not very good at speaking. My first reaction is, well, why? Who told you that? Yeah. And then yeah. just by asking that question, why? And if you're listening to and you find yourself saying, I'm not good at, well, why? Why? And yeah. who told you that you weren't good at it? And just that one question kind of sets you back and you're like, oh, wait, 
yeah, I guess, I guess I was told this or, but it's not really who I am. And then it gives you the freedom to embrace and, and, and learn that skill or see that there is that talent inside. So that's number one. Number two is I use a thing called a 10 year exercise where you divide your life up into 10 years and you find situations in that and you find what you created as a belief from that situation. And I'm not going to go into detail on that. Cool. There's a couple of different people that have, but if you want to know more about that, you're going to have to contact me and we're going to have we'll to go do that because it's too much, too much time to be able to try yeah. to win it. But it's, that uh, sounds great, though. it's so powerful because it identifies a belief that you've had in your life. And once you identify it, you can now identify whether it's a true belief or a false belief. Ooh. And then, and then the third thing is find yourself a coach. They will give you the ability to see those blind spots. Yes. And when you find the blind spots, you don't make excuses and you don't feel bad about the blind spots, but now you know something that you can take care of. It's something that you can change. And that yeah. like the wagon wheel, right? <laughs> you get stuck in that Absolutely. Rut. If you didn't you, realize you, you were there. See it. And you know, I'll have clients literally argue with me. No, you mm-hmm. don't understand. And I go, no, I really, really do. And I know how it feels so true yeah. that you're, you know, your husband is making you miserable or your employee, like your clients are awful. No, those thoughts are not serving us. And they create a result that we don't want to be creating. And I think the why question is always, always important. And I think the piece you're talking about too, one other way to go deeper with the, you know, why would you think, why do you think that? Like, where's your evidence is mm-hmm. almost flipping it and going, wait, but where is it not true? Like just <laughs> even that. like break, I call it breaking your brain. Like, mm-hmm. okay, now you, you've made a really good case for this being true. Like I'm not good at public speaking, but where is it not true? Where have you spoken up? Even if it was a couple of people and you did something really brave. And they were like, the brain will then look for really brilliant, empowering evidence. And it's, it's like, where is like, wait, where is this not true? Mm -hmm. And I also, whenever I do thought work with my clients, especially like, it's very interesting. And when you do this work on a, I work weekly with clients, we do trench, we're in the trenches every week. It's something right but always with the goal of getting, moving from pulling the weeds to getting more intentional with all the beliefs and thinking, then it's like, it's the logarithmic growth of a vision, a really knowing that you can decide in a way of thinking that like your goals, like if you want to triple your business this year, what would you have to think to do that? So there's three levels of, of, of mindset. But what happens when we start pulling the weeds is we move into this place where we're now judging ourselves for thinking wrong. <laughs> it is terrible. And so I would encourage your audience, if you're doing any of this, if you've read books on mindset and you're applying mindset and you're really interested in this because of where we're going today, just remember to be intensely curious and compassionate. Like, I know that my judging that I shouldn't feel like I I'm trying, I'm tripling my business this year and I could come upon a morning where I I think I'm not good enough. Well, you shouldn't be thinking that you're never going to create. Oh, guess what? We create amazing growth in the messy middle, the messy, uh, the messy awareness of the crappy thinking Mm. 
and the, the, the moving towards very intentional thinking. And I have watched, literally watched coach entrepreneurs and my own clients really like have to step back and go, but wait a minute, I just had my biggest month, but it felt awful. <laughs> it was like, yes, because you're mining out the, the BS mm-hmm. and you're laying down a new way of thinking and it does not feel very comfortable. No. And that's where just marrying this work with a lot of, and that's where I come in as a coach, Tim, is really helping to be people to be really compassionate and stay really curious. I love that. That's so awesome. All right. Um, I want to keep talking. Are you okay to keep going for a little yes, bit? This is okay, so good. much fun. <laughs> I hope the audience is loving it as much yeah. as we are. Yeah, I, so, and usually we try to keep it shorter, but these, these sometimes these conversations are just so needed and especially the timing and everything else that comes into this. So another point that you brought up that was coming through the conversation is affirmations. Yes. Because now, I have a love-hate relationship with affirmations, right? So I hear we all do. Of, I have a lot of coaches and a lot of gurus and people say, well, you just need to get up in the morning and tell yourself this in the in the face of the mirror. I'm like, dude, that's just not me. I'm <laughs> just like, I kind of like you know what it is? I have a I have a thought on affirmations that they that they feel great when we believe them. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they feel wonky is there's a part where it's either inauthentic, like the mm-hmm. way that it's not the way we talk, or it's not right. that it's why it's so important to be creating belief statements in our own words. I literally keep notes all month on the thoughts that rev me up and excite me. And they're totally different than any of my clients or my coach. I love that. And that is where like, what do I need to be believing today to get through today? And so for clients, I, I don't know if this is helpful, but this is an exercise that really, really helps me with the, and this it's using your own affirmations. It's really dropping into how you want to think about the day. And it's first starting my first 10 minutes. If I have no, no time for anything else, it starts this way. What are my top three emotions? Where am I at right this Mm -hmm. minute? Like, and I woke up, I woke up with a stress ball. I was like, oh, I hope I'm okay on the podcast. Or I'm like, you know, like all the, oh my God, it's the first day of a clean slate. I was freaking out about that. So I just got present with myself. It's like, okay, how do you want to show up? Like, what do I need today? Okay. I'm on a podcast. I'm like, oh, you're going to go get on the Peloton and work out that stress anxiety in your body. Mm -hmm. You're going to go with on that bike with a lot of intention about what I'm writing my podcast today. And so it's like, what are you going to write? Like what solve that problem while I'm spinning clean up and drop in. I got coach before a call. So that was kind of fun. <laughs> and it was like, I get to decide. So for today, it was like, Oh, I am the business owner that already had a terrific 2020 and I can't wait for more. Like, do mm. you see how res that resonates? It's like, Absolutely. I can't wait to see what happens today. Yeah, I, I think that is so powerful. Um, but let's tie this in with what you just said about some of the, like, not just said, this was early in our conversation. We've been talking a little bit here. But earlier in the conversation, you were talking about how to control those thoughts and control yeah. some of those powers, because a lot of times we have that belief. So uh, my love-hate relationship with affirmations comes mm-hmm. from the fact that I've heard so many that number one, like you just said, they're not authentic. They're not real. Yeah. 
But the second part of that, and I think this is a twofold thing, is that people don't follow them up with actions. And you just you just stated. Oh, that. I love this. Yeah, because you just stated I have these affirmations as far as my emotions, but then you acted on them and you yeah. went and you did something. And every time that I have seen affirmations work is because you followed it with an action. So we need our responsibility if we're going to be these you know, fast growing entrepreneurs, Mm. be the best boss, be the best leader is absolutely taking responsibility for how we're thinking and watching what creates the actions we want. Mm -hmm. And I know when I create pride for me is like, it's an accelerant for me. (laughs) So I know that if I think in ways, so today I moved from anxious, you might not do it right, all the the BS, I knew how to take care of my physical body, but I also knew that I, I could not serve one person in the audience or you today if I came, I didn't show up really confident. It's like, you know what you're talking about. (laughs) And just drop into how can I serve? How can I serve? So it's really knowing what works for you. And that happens in coaching, but it can happen in self-coaching. What emotions really rock your world? Mm -hmm. Like some it's clarity, some it's pride, some it's for me, it's really just getting grounded. I can just say grounded confidence and just go, just calm down. I ask the right question and I get on with my client or whoever's on the other side of the phone. And all of us have that ability. And that's not saying you're amazing. You're, you know, like using a Tony, you know, Tony Robbins moment or like yeah. whatever, but you're, if you're not feeling amazing, you need to admit where you're coming from, which I did this morning. I admitted I was nervous. Mm. It gave me space by admitting it, not ignoring it. That's when affirmations don't work. We're Correct. saying something on top of an emotion that is running. Does Correct. that make sense? It makes perfect sense to me. I'm hoping people got that because yeah. it's so powerful. But really, like affirmations don't work because we're not admitting where we really are. If we right. want to glide into and really believe them, if there is an affirmation that does work, the reason that on a particular day it's not working is because we're not ha- we're not managing or admitting the other thoughts we're having. And we're afraid to because they feel anxious and feel like we're going to avoid them like the plague. That's why coaching is so powerful. Yep. But you can self-coach and just admit, yeah, I'm nervous because that's a big call today. Yeah. Or I'm like, whatever is up. And then how do I want to show up? That's the braving. How do I want to show up in this really big moment for me? Yeah. And, and I think a big, what happened- you know, big deal, a big proposal. Right. You do not want to be riding nerve, nervous. You can know that you're going to be nervous, but you don't want to ride it. You want to shift into grounded confidence. There's a reason I'm in this room. This is what I'm going to bring. That's all we can be responsible for. Absolutely. And and so here's where, too, I believe, let's tie this back together. Yeah. If we, and, and this is what I think happens so many times, especially with people that are looking to grow and looking to become more, is they look at affirmations and they take it out of context. They take it out of context of where you're at emotionally, which is what you just stated. They take it out of context and the fact of who they have been created, their purposes. And when you take it out of context, actually, Frankly, if you take any of these points out of context, yeah, they can be dangerous and they cannot work. And then they look, oh, I'm just going to give up the whole mindset thing altogether. Right. And put- it's really realizing that if you do not believe it, it won't create action. Mm-hmm. So I can think I'm really amazing 
but not really believe it. I'm a nervous wreck all day. Think about six years ago when I started my business and all I did was like write four letter, four lines on my website, but I did not pick up the phone and call the three people that might want to come to a workshop, right? That difference in, in inspired action that's close to the revenue will come from truly believing that we can create the business of our dreams. Yeah. Yep. And, and I, it's, I, it's a, it's a move, you know, it's move it, when we hit different levels in our business, it feels like we started, our brain goes, Oh yeah, you don't know what you're doing. It was like, we forget our brain likes to forget everything we've done before. And what's so wonderful is like, even me, the at-home mom, I'm a CEO. <laughs> I know how to run my business. I have done everything that I've needed to for six years to grow into the business owner. I am so that I can serve mm. and be the coach I wanted to be. Right. But that was not a straight line process. Mm. I had to believe something, some things new to take the right action. That's where, when, when an affirmation does not create the action that is the closest to the revenue, that is brave, that is, then we know the affirmation, the thought doesn't work for that person. We yep. need a new thought. Yeah, and sometimes absolutely. it's even simplifying it and not making it so scary. Yeah. I can do this one step at a time. Might be awesome. Well, you have to, you have to do it one step at a time. Yeah. If you try to take on too much, you're like way overwhelmed. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, that actually, that actually brings up one other point and I, I, we got to wind this down now. So, okay. but, but one other point, and I think this is really important. I was coaching a gentleman and we had talked about this whole mindset thing, but he was dealing with some mental health and some emotional things that were really, really tragic over this last year, some losses in his family and I, and you mentioned Tony Robbins and I, I love Tony Robbins, but at the same time, he also recognizes when there is healing that's needed Yes, because there are times in our lives, we need to withdraw and heal before we can take that next step forward before we can believe that we have the confidence because there's that healing process that happens. So I, I want to kind of put that out there as well, especially if you're listening to all of this stuff and you're in that process of, Oh, I love what you guys are saying, but I'm still hurting inside. It's okay it's okay that you're still hurting because there are times for healing. There are times when you'll grow into that, but you do need to heal at times. So I, I wanted to bring that up as well. And then we'll close out here. I love that concept. And I, I do think though, there's two, two ways to like, especially if you're already a business owner and you mm -hmm. have a business to run and you're going through something like this, right? There is a way to stay in your business yeah. but still taking really good care of yourself. And that is, that is some of the best work we do is not, get, not feeling like we totally recede, but, but really get very aware of the thoughts that, that, that are triggered by those events. Mm -hmm. Like if we have had a deep loss, it's like, we may the healing might be not making it mean I can't run. Like it could be thoughts. Like I can't run my business without the support of my dad. Like I'll never, like that's what's so fascinating between true grief, which I call clean pain, right? Like it's natural. It's like an, a boy, if we want to study grief, all we have to do is study 2020 yeah. for all of us at all levels. Right. But what are you making that loss mean? That's where dirty pain can come in, where like, I'm not going to be able to recover from this. I can't work today because mm -hmm. of blank, or I can't. It's the thoughts that stem from that and being very careful about what you choose to believe. Because 
the, the world will tell you, they'll coddle you though. Like your best friend will coddle you and go, oh no, you can actually, it might be life-giving for you to run your business. All that's causing you unnecessary harm are some of the definitions that you've made because of that. Does that make sense? That makes tons and tons of sense. And I, I, like I said, I wanted to bring that topic up. Yeah. I think it's important because we cannot, I think many times when I start working with clients and start helping them see their thoughts around trauma, around things that are big, I have to be gentle, but I, you know, I don't want to come off. Like I don't get you. I don't get how this has harmed you, but it's so important. I'm a brave enough coach now that I'll say, don't, can you see that thinking in that way because of this event might not be serving you. Correct. And it's like, oh, I'm going to be alone forever. You know, people that have been single long time or have a divorce, it's like, I'm going to be alone forever. Well, is that serving you? That's causing unnecessary pain. Correct. The true healing comes from, wait, I'm a whole, I'm amazing. I've done nothing wrong. This event didn't happen in my life. What can I learn from it? but it doesn't mean like all that self-esteem things that our, our brain will do in trauma. Yeah. Wow. Big difference. Oh, a totally big difference, but I'm, I'm so thankful that we were able to at least talk about oh, that. Especially yeah, because there's, there needs to be some compassion. Yeah. I have, I have business owners that hired me that are travel agents. I have yeah. others that are not ready, like in my world that are not ready to make a pivot. This is tough stuff. This is yeah. not, for the faint of heart. But I, if there's anything in this, the raw pain is like, don't make it mean something negative towards yourself that this happened. Right. Exactly. That, like, don't take that on as a definition about yourself. That would be, and I think that's really hard to do when we've defined, when you think a restaurateur, they've defined their whole self-esteem around what they created in their business. Mm-hmm. You and I can look at them and go, oh, there's, there could be something else or there will so be much more yeah. or they're like, right. But for them, the definition. So unpacking some of that during this time, which we've seen so many people do unpacking that break that, but like our whole value and worth is in our businesses. Yeah. Uh, and it goes back oh, to identity, which we talked about at the beginning, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is again, it all ties back into this. Yes. So let's, let's close out with this. And I, there's three things I'm going to ask you. So I'm going to just give you the Great. three things. Number one, if there was one more thing, what would be the one point that you would hope somebody would walk away with today out of our conversation? Number two, how can people get in touch with you? And number three, I'm going to ask you for a book recommendation because I do that with everybody. So, Oh, great. Start oh, with gosh. number okay. one. What would be the one thing if they didn't get anything else out of this whole conversation, what would be that one thing that you would hope that they would take away, implement and apply to their lives? If they would know how powerful it is to take responsibility for each and every thought Mm. that, that, that is their agency. If they are feeling, feeling powerless, if they are feeling less than, if they are struggling somewhere, having a lot of stress, if they can lovingly look at just what their mind is saying and to just question it just a little bit and see if that gives them, it'll give them initial relief but also that's where our power is. It's just a thought. That's awesome. So if somebody wants to reach out to you. They should just email me. I have two ways though to engage with me. I have a podcast, The Successful Mindset for the Business Owner. It's new. It's a baby podcast. I've podcasted before. I could not wait to get back. 
<laughs> and I started it this year, November, and I love bringing one little facet of mindset to the business owner every Monday. So that I just welcome all of your listeners. This is like, there's some great podcasts out that unpack everything. Mine's going to be the bite, the little bite that you can Sound apply bites. every week. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but they can email me. Yep. I, if I have too many emails, I have an assistant. Don't, you can't <laughs> ask me too many questions. So you, you might have a question today. You might want to know other ways you can engage with me. I have a free workshop. I have every month I have, um, a small mastermind for new business owners. I have a lot going on right now. And I would love to welcome anyone to just even ask a question and see where they might get some support. And it's Diana at dianamurphycoaching.com. I love it when they're easy like that. And yeah, we'll also and that's my website. My website is getting a big uplift. I just started working with someone to shift my copy. Might not resonate with you as much as this conversation did today. <laughs> that's why I love the podcast. And just send me an email. Let me know yeah. how I can help. Awesome. Diana awesome. at dianamurphycoaching.com. Okay. So then the last question is about the book. Cause I, I have a book. Oh. You've got books in the back. I can, uh, for the audience oh, gosh. Okay. The right behind her. So, um, so I love getting a little bit of a, what would be your number one book? And then inevitably everybody comes back and says, well, I can't give you just one. Cause it's yeah, like, I, I have this one already. Two, I was exactly. tell you. <laughs> okay. So, go ahead and give it to us. Okay. So the practicing mind. It's by Thomas Sterner. I inhaled that book. It was a, it was, um, assigned for a yearly mastermind with my coach school. Like you read the book and then we show up and they surprised us. He was the speaker oh. fell in love with that concept. And it, it's really for your audience. It's when you're all in your head all the time, a lot of decisions, you know, really masculine energy. This is the way to drop into your wisdom. And he shows you in a very quick way how to manage your mind in the, in the present moment. So I give it to every one of my clients. That's awesome. So just it one changed or, my life. Just one. So, or, okay. Prosperous coach. If you're a coach, Oh, like say that again. Best. I'm sorry. Prosperous coach. And that is by Steve Chandler and Rich Litvin. They are amazing. So if anybody's a coach wanting to be a coach, that is the, I love that. That was my initial inspiration when I was first starting to be a coach. And my new one is Bob Goff, Dream Big. He's helping me. I, I'm a woman of faith and he's helping me to see how this all intertwines. Like my big entrepreneur energy and how that like being brave, like, yeah, that is how we are supposed to be living. That's so awesome. I love that. So sorry for the three. No, no, no. I kind of get that. It's funny. I asked the question, what's one book? And I don't think I've had one person yet say one. Yeah, book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, and I love that too. It's, it's really exciting. Well, Diana, man, I, I, yeah, this is, I know we I might did, have to do a series or something. I, was just, <laughs> I know. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing most likely, cause I know I, in the notes and everything, I say, okay, give me an outline, give it. And then we don't follow the outline. And yeah, I, I, I just love the conversation. That was um, a great and, conversation. Your questions, I think were really top on. And I think I, as a coach need to remember like where, where you come from. I love coaching people that have read all the books, but they don't know, like, how do I really apply this as an owner? Yeah. 
and they're sick of the mantras. Like, give me, I, you don't understand. I'm selling widgets. Give me, you know, like, and that's the made simple part of this podcast. That's why I love the whole conversation made simple. And so hopefully we've made some of these concepts simple because when you look at mindset, uh, and I know we're talking to leaders, this is part of our leadership series, but if you don't get your mindset, right, it's difficult to lead anyone. You yes. have to first learn lead how yourself to lead first. yourself. Absolutely. Yep. And um, so this is, I gave it in another podcast that I did, but this is the very first step is learning how to lead yourself. Mindset is the absolute key. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, this Tim, this was awesome. a joy. I, I hope that our listeners can get as excited as we do about mindset. <laughs> we're like, because... we're like geeking out over mindset and I love it. I absolutely love it. And, and, and I, my I, clients I, initially are like, no, I don't know. We'll yeah. see. And yeah. then when they really realize they have that power to oh. choose what they want to believe about their future, it that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this one concept alone has revolutionized my life and my yes. business. Yes. And when I say my life, it's not just the business part of life. It's yeah. part of my personal oh, it's life, everything. relationships yeah. with my family, relationships with my kids, relationship in every aspect within the community your mindset will change everything. It's just phenomenal. So yeah, thank you again. Uh, we have to close out because we've been going. I know. Long. I can't believe it. Like, yep. I okay. That and appreciate thanks, everybody. Yeah. So thanks so much. And be um, in touch I'm, if I can help. And thank you, Tim. What an awesome. I can't wait to listen to more of the other podcasts too. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So until next time, you guys yes. go make it a great day. We'll see you guys. I wanted to say thanks again for joining into our conversation. You know, one of the things that I've seen across the board, whether you're a business leader, owner, entrepreneur, or even a leader, is the struggles that we go through and feeling like we're all alone. We've created a class, a workshop type class called MentorMind, where we meet for six months. In that six months, you were able to meet and talk with other people that are going through much of the same situation, same scenarios, same challenges, And it gives us a great way to be able to connect, grow, support, and encourage each other. And if you've often felt like there's no one else that you can share with, let me invite you to MentorMind, where you can share some of the challenges, come up with solutions, and be able to live the best life that you have. We'll talk soon, guys.